This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. The guys are out. We are in. He's Bart Scott, and I'm Jen Latta. We are presented by Progressive Insurance and just one more sleep, Bart. One more sleep. And we've got NFL football. Now, I know it is just preseason. It is just the Hall of Fame game, and you might not see a lot of the starters out there. But the Cowboys and Steelers do get after it tomorrow night in Canton, Ohio. Of course, this weekend is the Hall of Fame inductions as well for the 2020 class and the 2021 class. So it's going to be real, real crowded out in Canton this weekend. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys, though, because the big story, of course, is that the Cowboys will not play Dak. The latest is that he could resume throwing next week. The day after he had that injury, Mike McCarthy said that he could throw in just a few days, but they've reevaluated that. The uh, medical staff met with him on Monday and said, no, we're going to keep him from throwing a little bit longer. Let's hear from Mike McCarthy on Dak Prescott's status. You know, after the research and, and, and looking at it, we just don't want this to turn into something something big. So it's um, he's doing everything that he possibly can and uh, but we're just we're just being a little more conservative with his rehab. If it was in season I think we'd it'd be a different outlook, you know, different focus, but this you know, because of where we are, having the extra week, uh, we just want to make sure this doesn't turn into something bigger. Now, of course, Dak Prescott wanted to get some preseason reps because he was coming off of that ankle injury. He had surgery in October, and then he had surgery again in December. Look, a lot of these veterans don't want to be out there. They don't want to be under center during the preseason. But he was saying, look, I got to see some live contact. I got to see some live action. That doesn't look like it's going to happen, at least for now. It's important. How concerned should Dallas Cowboy fans be if you have to turn to Garrett Gilbert or Ben DiNucci to hold things down? And it will likely be Gilbert. He's been the guy. Um behind Dak Prescott, how concerned should they be about the season? I mean, I'm not concerned with the season, but what, what I'm saying is, like, you know, the first day you show up for training camp, that's the healthiest you're going to be all year, right? So right now we're already chipping away at Dak Prescott. And when I was watching him on that boot, to me it looked like he had a little, like a little limp to his giddy-up. It didn't look, didn't look fluent. And it's important for him to get hit and tackled. They're going to have to put him in some live dr- drills just so he can have the confidence to say that, hey, I can – I can withstand a, a tackle. I can hold up another man's body weight because that's important because if not, then he, you don't want him having questions on Sunday whether he can do certain things or be hesitant and be afraid because, you know, playing in the game is about reacting naturally. And if you got hesitation about something, you give the defender another second or nanosecond to be able to react, and, and it slows you down. It's a difference. Like, you know, you know, like they say in any given Sunday, this is a game of inches, right? You know, you got to try and fight and claw for that inch. But to do that, you got to have – have confidence that the body, that the body's going to hold up. You don't want Dak Prescott to come in this season and be conservative because they need Dak Prescott to play with a, a reckless abandon under control at the same time. We had Mike Tannenbaum join the show earlier this morning. He's our ESPN NFL front office insider. Here's what he had to say about the concerns surrounding Dak's injury. Absolutely. I'd be hugely concerned, and here's why. You're talking about your starting quarterback who you're paying $40 million a year, <laughs> hasn't played in a year, and he's already had an injury, and it's that old axiom, guys. Quarterbacks throw with their legs. Vinny Testaverde, Dan Marino, they're going to go to the grave being able to throw the ball. What did them in were lower foot injuries. Achilles, in Vinny's case, Dan at the end had you know foot and ankle issues. And if he's nicked up now in the first week of August, this is an 18-week, 17-game marathon, guys. And if he's sore today, what's going to happen by Thanksgiving? And 
I'm very bullish on Dallas, very bullish on Dan Quinn and, and all their weapons, but make no mistake about it, this is not a minor injury. We're not talking about you know his left wrist or non-throwing shoulder. This is a guy that hasn't played in a year, already has soreness in the shoulder, and now they're pushing it back. Like, those, those, to me, are ominous concerns. Yeah. Well, and I think people are still skeptical about what Garrett Gilbert can do under center. <laughs> Obviously, he's the backup. He has only attempted 44 passes in his NFL career. But he mentioned Dan Quinn. When I look at this team, it does feel a little like they are going to live and die by their defense. Now, again, Dak Prescott, a very good quarterback, but they've got injuries elsewhere on the team as well I think Amari Cooper is dealing with an ankle injury he'll be out for a few weeks so you yeah. do need that defense to come to, to come to play to come to work as well and and Dan Quinn of course having success in Seattle uh, defensive coordinator for the Legion of Boom um, they went defensive heavy in this draft it was obvious that they were putting emphasis on that side of the ball yeah, I mean, because they have to have balance, right? The offense showed that they can handle the load. But it reminded me a little bit of the Chip Kelly days where the offense goes out there, put up points, but the defense couldn't fight their way out of a wet paper bag. And what happens is, you know, they have, they, they've had the personnel. They just lack the scheme. I think the, the game had maybe passed Mike Nolan by a little bit. And they've done a good job in going out and, and acquiring talent. You know, Michael Parsons going to come in. He's going to be a young you know, you know, enthusiastic playmaker. You know, you think about, you know, pairing him with Jalen Smith if he can get back. You know, you think about Keanu Neal, guys who have, you know, had success in this league. And, you know, you hope that, you know, they can they can live up to or play to the back of their, their playing cards. Calvin Joseph, I think, is going to create balance. I thought he was still in the second half. But at the end of the day, I think the best way to protect this defense is to run the ball, put points up, but be able to also salt the game away when you go up by more than two scores, and that's going to be based on Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think you can really put Dak Prescott at harm's way because people, you know, what people don't realize, or maybe they realize it, the NFL is unforgiving, right? So Dak Prescott has a lower leg injury. Guess where I'm tackling him? So if you want to go with these RPOs and put me in the rest because now you have a dual-threat quarterback, I'm going to chop his legs down and make him, you know, I'm going to try and chop wood on that injury, on that incision. That's just how the game goes, right? And, you know, so they're going to have to be conservative and be more about running the ball with Ezekiel Elliott, which gives me an advantage as a defensive player because it gives me an element that I don't have to worry about. It's a great point. You have to protect your investment. Obviously, that goes without saying. But we talk about how bad they were on defense last year. They finished 28th in scoring defense, 31st in rushing defense. And how much did they invest in that side of the ball, guys? They used their first six picks in the NFL draft this past year on defense. Two linebackers, two cornerbacks, two defensive linemen. Clearly knew it was an issue. Clearly knew it was one of their Achilles heels. Let's go to the other team that is going to be playing in the Hall of Fame game, and that, of course, is the Steelers. Look, the Steelers' offensive line is a huge question mark. But also a question mark is, is Big Ben going to be under center after this season? Now, we know that the Steelers started out gangbusters last year, rolling out 11 wins. We thought they were going to you know, yeah. contend for maybe an undefeated season. But it, the season is long, and the season is hard. And obviously... They stumbled down the stretch. Art Rooney saying yesterday that they don't know. Maybe we won't rule out Big Ben returning in 2022. Art Rooney saying, we are aware this could be Ben's last year. We hope it's a great one. That's as far as we can go with it right now. Obviously, if this is his last year, the next year we'll be making decisions on a quarterback and we'll address it as the time comes up. The 39-year-old quarterback signed a new contract with the Steelers. He took a little less money. I think it was like a $5 million pay yeah. cut, lowering his salary cap hit as well. I mean, I know that this feels like looking very, very far mm -hmm. into the future because we haven't even started this NFL season, mm -hmm. but how many more snaps does Big Ben legitimately have still to go? 
I think at the end of the season, if Ben, even if Ben has a great season, they have to address the future. And you know, because Ben has had so many injuries, they're going to have to make sure that they that they you know let him go a year too early and not a year too late. It's interesting next year, right? When you think about what the possibilities could be, right? Who knows if James Jameis Winston has a bounce back year? Because they may need a bridge quarterback, like when they had Cordell Stewart. You know, when, when you're leaving from some time a good quarterback, you need a bridge quarterback before you can address you know a young quarterback on the roster. They're hoping that Dwayne Haskins can maybe mature a little bit, a former top ten pick. Maybe he can be the guy in the future. But he's not ready now, and he's definitely not mature, you know, dealing with all the things he's dealing with off the field. But, you know, an interesting thing that people may not be talking about and may not understand, I talk about Jameis Winston, I talk about, you know, Cam Newton. What if, what if it's a quarterback that's used to playing at one of the most historical uh, organizations in the league. Don't you do it. Decides to say, you know what, I love the fact that Mike Tomlin is a leader of men. I look at these weapons that I have on the outside. Don't you say I it. look at DeAndre Johnson. I look at Chase Claypool. I look at uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. I look at Najee Harris. Hey, it reminds You're me of a roster it. that I have. How about A. a. Ron, I Mr. Rogers, decides to go to Pittsburgh and live in that neighborhood well, for a couple of years? You know, what that could be for that division and what that can mean for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who is one of the most proudest franchises with one, some of the most rings. I think they're sitting at six. I think only New England is, is, is close to them, and maybe Dallas is close. I mean, you talk about A. a. Ron potentially – you go from Ben Roethlisberger to Aaron Rodgers in his prime. I mean, come on, man. That was like a, a match made in hell because me as a Ravens fan would hate to see that ever happen. Well, it's a very interesting thought. It's an interesting theory. One of Aaron Rodgers' biggest issues in Green Bay has been what? Culture, philosophy, character. You never have you to worry about that. You never have to worry about that with Mike Tomlin and company and the Steelers and Art Rooney and that whole group. Obviously, class personified. That's what you hear about them all the time. All right, we're going to transition here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Sal Palantonio, ESPN this NFL my dog. reporter. You know this is my boy right here. I do know that. <laughs> I do know. Okay. I think everybody's seen. He's your guy. Down Hold like the microphone. Down like four flats. Can't wait. Can't wait to get Sal Pal on the line. Good morning, Sal Pal. Great to have you. So much stuff happening, obviously, in the NFL as training camps are underway. So let's start in Indianapolis. What was your reaction to hearing that Carson Wentz would be out with another injury? And, of course, the added detail of their offensive lineman being out as well. Well, let's start with Carson Wentz. And good morning. Uh, it's great to be on the show, and thanks for having me. Uh, listen, uh Personally, I was saddened to hear about Carson Wentz. You know, uh, despite everything that happened in Philadelphia, I think a lot of people in Philly uh, were happy that uh, he was able to land on his feet. And, you know, he was, uh, from from every story that I ever heard about him here in Philadelphia, uh, he was a guy who you could count on, and he was uh, a guy who was going to work as hard as he possibly could to come back. And we were rooting for him. And obviously, from a selfish standpoint, we were rooting for him because the Eagles could collect a first round pick. <laughs> yes, uh, if the Colts, yeah, you know, there's, there's always there's always selfish things involved, right, Bart? It's not it's not altruistic here in Philadelphia. You you get that, you understand that, absolutely. Uh, but you know, I think people are saddened that he'll be out with a foot injury and that he's injured again. It's it's a it's a tough it's a tough blow for him personally and for Frank Reich and the Colts. Well, you think about the Eagles and the you know misery continues to add up as you. You know, the reports of Devonta Smith has a strain MCL and he's going to be out for three weeks. What can you tell us about, you know, his injury and the expectations for him in his rookie year? 
Well, Bart, I was there at camp um, last week, at the end of last week, Thursday and Friday, and he has looked very good, looked very good, got very high marks when I talked one-on-one with Nick Sirianni, the head coach, uh, and I watched him. Great body control, terrific hands, uh, and I think people are just getting their eyes opened up by just his ability to uh, catch everything nearby. He had uh, an just a great presence on the field, a quiet presence, and it's uh, it's tough, especially when you have your first-round pick go out and, and miss all that camp time. You've, you've been on a lot of teams, Bart, and you've seen where uh, a young player or a rookie player uh, gets hurt at the beginning of the camp, and then they miss three weeks of camp reps, and they miss a, maybe a couple of preseason games. That kind of injury early in camp sets you back for three, four weeks, maybe five, six weeks in the season, especially a leg injury to a wide receiver. And the Eagles saw that last year with Jalen Rager, remember? Yeah. Barty got hurt at Lincoln Financial Field on a special teams play, the wide receiver that they picked in the first round last year. So uh, they've been snake bitten two years in a row with this. Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. He's been bouncing around training camps already uh, early this offseason. I guess we're not technically in the offseason anymore, right? Like things are going. It's go time. We got a game on Thursday, Jen. Let's get with it. Uh, What was your biggest (laughs) takeaway from Zach Wilson's early days? Because I know you've been at Jets camp as well. Well, you know, I was just blown away by Zach Wilson. And by the way, Jen, I just got to say something to Bart. He was there that day that I was there on Saturday. And he, I mean, I I was there. I was ready to interview him. I was ready to do the reprise of of Can't Wait. And he avoided me. I don't know what was going on there. I just want (laughs) It was Daddy Daycare, Sal. You know the weekend for the kitty bitties. (laughs) So, you know, we were there actually on the same day, I believe. And I got a chance to talk one-on-one with Robert Sala. Man, he's a charismatic dude. He, He really looks like he can coach. He's, he's interacting with players on offense and defense, both sides of the ball. The players, I think, are distinctly connected to him in a way that the past regime did not have it going on. So I really, first of all, love the way Robert Sala is handling that football team early on. It's a Talk about culture change, Jen. Complete culture change with Robert Sala. Now, as for the young man, Zach Wilson, he got his Jedi uh, mind tricks going on. He, he, got the, he got his lightsaber out, <laughs> and he was throwing the ball on a rope everywhere. The ball explodes out of his hand. Very accurate, very accurate on the run, which is pretty – I mean, he can throw across his body. The ball has tremendous trajectory and velocity. His deep ball had velocity and accuracy. I was super impressed with his skill set. Elite off the charts movement within the pocket subtly, and then once he gets out of the pocket, he can deliver the football. Now, obviously we'll see against live rush and all that, but right now, first impression, very, very impressed with Zach Wilson. 
So what is the expectations for him? Are, are we thinking maybe he can have a rookie year that was like Joe Burrow's before he got hurt or like uh, Herbert? You know, can he have that type of productivity? Because when I look at this roster, I look at the upgrade at the receiver position. You, know, you think about Crowder, you know, Elijah Moore, they seems like they have a connection pretty early. And I think people forget that Mims were, you know, had a, he was injured early on, but he had a tremendous, um, you know, you know, season a little bit you know if you can project it out if he would have stayed healthy and that offensive line is much improved with Morgan Moses being added to the right side of that line right so you know Bart you talked to Michael Floor and, and you talked to that whole offensive and defensive coaching staff and the bottom line is he has to take what he did at the collegiate level and now expand it so that it's not one read and run it's stay in the pocket for one or two reads. And you know what they say, options don't discriminate. So he's got to have options with the football and get the ball out of his hands quickly. That will mitigate the problems that they've had on the offensive line in terms of pass rush, getting to the quarterback, and pass pro. And if he gets the ball out of his hands quickly and trust, one of the really interesting things that Sala said to me, he said, you know, he's got to learn the difference between college open and NFL open. And he's got to trust and throw the throw receivers open and trust that the football with his velocity and accuracy will get there. If he does that, and he'll be a lot more successful a lot more quickly. If he doesn't trust it and tucks it and runs, it's going to be a work in progress. Sal Palantonio joining us on the Goodyear hotline here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. All right, Sal Pal, I said you've been bouncing around. You also went to Steelers camp. You sat down with Big Ben. You talked to Mike Tomlin. What were the Steelers saying about Big Ben when you were at camp last week? Because obviously the latest out of Steel City is Art Rooney saying it is not written in stone that this is his last year. I don't know how many people can wrap their brains around Big Ben being back out there for another season after this one. Yeah, and I asked Jen, I asked Mike Tomlin about that specifically and Ben, and they're going year to year. It's a year to year lease situation now with Big Ben. He's 39. Things ended poorly last year. But here's the key thing Ben said to me that the mandate from Art Rooney Jr. on down, from Kevin Colbert, the GM, on down from the head coach on down to the new offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, on down, is we will run the football. They will go back to their roots. They'll go back to those Steelers teams that Bart Scott faced in the playoffs back in the day. This is going to be a run-first offense. Now, okay, can you do that? with a reconfigured offensive line. Well, you better be able to do it because you really can't have a 39-year-old quarterback have a rushing attack that's averaging only 84 yards per game, which was last in the league, 32nd in the league in rushing, Jen. You can't have a team 32nd in the league in rushing and expect a 39-year-old quarterback to carry you. So that the answer to me for me always is, are they going to be able to be committed to running it? Can they be efficient and productive running it with Najee Harris, a rookie? Can they give them 10, 12, 15, 20, 23 carries a game by midseason? And remember now, and this is such an important thing, fantasy players, everybody out there watching numbers, 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 it's a 17-game season, people. 
Where will the attrition come? It will come, one, at the running back position. No question, especially a rookie running back. Right, Bart? Am I right yeah, about that? Yeah, absolutely. You've got to be able to have depth that at the running wall. back position. I just don't know if you especially want to Especially in a 17 game season, right? I just am don't, I, am, am I, I right wrong? about that or what? Tell me, Sal, am I wrong to say you want to task a kid with that? Like, look, you, like, um, the, kid, the kid over there with the Chiefs, uh, Edwards Hilaire, yep. you know, like, expected him to have a big year. Now, he was good. He was real good, but I don't think he was. Well, he's, he, he's crazy not, good. Well, he's not built like Jalen Hurts, and you know we. we what you want to do? Najee Harris. You, yeah, Najee Harris. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to? You Jalen Hurts. I got Jalen Hurts on my mind. That's all right. You know, you you, you want you know you you want to try and split some some. You want the young guy to kind of ascend throughout the season. Yeah. So they're going yeah. to they're, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna have to keep yeah. on a pitch count. But remember what, what Ben yeah. used the short passing game was just an extension of the run game. So I think, you know, you don't, you're not throwing 30 carries on him early in the season. You're hoping that when oh, no, the weather no, breaks no. down, you give it to him late in the season. That's why I said, Bart, start with 10, 12. Absolutely. It's on a gradient. There's no question. They have Benny Snell, um, you know, and, you know, they, they have to be able to – I really like this tight end. Pat Freermuth that they got in the second round out of yeah. Penn State. Yeah. So what what did Brady do last year in Tampa? Right, they struggled early on, especially with the deep ball. And uh, Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich, who by the way doesn't get enough credit in my view for the job he did as offensive coordinator with Brady last year. They shrunk the offense. They ran the ball more. They shortened up the passing yeah. game. And they also put extra offensive linemen and tight ends on the field to help with blocking. And I think that's what you'll see, a repeat of that with the new offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. They will shrink the field. They'll run the ball. They'll put more big bodies up front. That may reduce the overall points or production that you have, but it'll make make them more productive in the running game and also in the red zone where they weren't very good last year. They were just middle of the road, and that's not, you know, that's not a Ben Roethlisberger offense. Well, Najee Harris can only be as good as that offensive line is willing to block for him. So obviously, yep. we uh, need to make sure that they get that shored up as well. He was obviously a stud at Alabama, and it wasn't just the carries for Najee at Alabama; it was also the catches, which obviously, like you said, is going to be something they need from him as he evolves. What are you hearing about Bart's guy, Jalen Hurts' progression in Philadelphia, Sal Pal? Well, I didn't know that Jalen Hurts was Bart's guy. Well, only because I'm, a moment I, ago he I, called Najee I, Harris I Jalen Hurts. I so. learn new things about Bart Scott <laughs> all the time. My, uh, listen, um, first of all, you can tell that he bulked up. He bodied up. Uh, I don't know how many extra pounds of muscle he added, but uh, I'm looking at it just from the eyeball test, and I'm guessing somewhere between 8 and 10. Hmm. So uh, he has decided that um, he's going to try to make it through the 17-game season and he wants to, you know, show his athleticism, but by the same token, sort of begin to really incorporate Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator's offense that they ran in Indianapolis. And what did they run in Indianapolis? Well, ball control. They will run the football. They will have a short passing game. They will rely on the tight ends. And, you know, they will try to control the middle of the hashes. Uh, in the middle of the football field between the two hash marks. And hopefully that will reduce the pressure that the offensive line had on Carson Wentz last year where the league uh, sacked Carson Wentz the most of any quarterback in the NFL, give him better pass protection. And, again, options don't discriminate. 
So let him distribute the football a little bit more from the pocket with the added dimension of his ability to run. And as you saw last year, he was on an incredible pace last year in terms of touchdown production, running, running the football and throwing the football. It's just, it was a very small sample size and, and, Bottom line is, from what I've seen in camp, he's got to be more accurate in two specific spots. One, when he throws the ball outside the hash marks, and two, when he throws the ball deep, and that's what they're beginning to work on with him early on in camp. Well, speaking about pressure, Sal, like how closely are the Eagles organization monitoring what's going on and what's happening down in Houston? Because, you know, potentially they have the ammunition for what they were able to do with the draft to be able to acquire a guy like Deshaun Watson. You know, there's a lot of there are a lot of rumors out there, but I haven't heard anything concrete one way or the other, and uh, I just don't know. I think people right now are just waiting for the situation down in Houston to play itself out, Bart. Cool. He is Sal Palantonio. My he, guy. He's your guy. You got all kinds of guys. I'm starting to figure he's that a, out. Well, he's my main guy. All the guys. Uh, ESPN <laughs> NFL reporter Sal Palantonio making his way around the training camp scene. And, of course, Sal, I hear you're headed to Canton for the Hall of Fame game and ceremony. So safe travels, my friend. Good to chat with you. Yeah, we're going to kick it off on Thursday at the Hall of Fame game. Steelers and Cowboys. Two the- words for that. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we brought it full circle. We both own it. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. There are playoff expectations for the New York Giants, of course. So why are they already fighting with each other in one padded practice? That is coming up next after Bart has this from Indeed. Finding the perfect hire can feel like searching for a needle in a bottomless haystack of resumes. Indeed makes hiring fast and simple with 135 skills tests to help candidates prove they have the experience for your, that your job requires. Their powerful hiring platform even helps you schedule and conduct video interviews right on their site, with, which is probably why Indeed delivers four times more the hires of all the other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. To learn more about finding your next great hire, visit Indeed.com slash credit. Coming up today on the Max Kellerman Show, Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert. As our countdown to the NFL season continues, Justin Herbert. Today at 210 Eastern with Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Sports Center right now on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Sydney McLaughlin sets a world record to win the 400-meter hurdles at the Summer Olympics. Delilah Muhammad ran her personal best and won silver. Also in Tokyo, Team USA's women's basketball defeated Australia 79-55. They move on to the quarterfinals. Stateside, it was a very busy day in the NBA. Stephen Curry gets a four-year $215 million extension from the Warriors. He becomes the first player in NBA history to sign multiple $200 million contracts. And the Lakers agree to a one-year free agency contract with Carmelo Anthony. Anthony is an 18-year veteran and a 10-time All-Star, but he has never made it to the NBA Finals. Sports Center is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, and you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, no contract. All on America's best network, Straight Talk Wireless, 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. NFL Training Camp 2021 with Keyshawn Johnson, the New York Giants. The New York football Giants. Woo-wee, Saquon Barkley is back in the fold. Is it the year for Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes? He's got a bunch of weapons. The defense is retooled. Jason Garrett is back as the offensive coordinator. So now what? It's all about Daniel Dimes. Can he do it? We know that Saquon Barkley and Shepard is there. We understand what they did in terms of signing offensive players on both sides of the ball. Defensively, they went out and got players. Adoree Jackson from Tennessee comes over to shore up the secondary. And then when you think about having Saquon Barkley back in the backfield, if he can be the guy that comes in and does what he, exactly what he's supposed to do as he did his rookie year, watch out for the New York Giants. This is the biggest season ever. The countdown to the NFL season continues. Weekday mornings with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Mm. Yeah, with that Nicki Minaj and Lil' Kim verse is coming, man. I'm trying to catch up on the locks and dip set. I'll do that in between shows. <laughs> He's you know been doing I mean? it in between every single segment here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Uh-huh. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Bart Scott. I'm Jen Latta holding it down for the guys. Things got a little crazy yeah. at Giants camp yesterday. First full padded day. And there was a full-on team-wide brawl. It started when tight end Evan Ingram retaliated after a late hit to running back Corey Clement. Daniel Jones got pinned down during the brawl. Now he says he wasn't hurt, so that's good. And then Coach Joe Judge got mad. Like real mad. Like real, real mad. He made the guys run. He made the guys do some some push-ups on the field. Ooh, Ooh push-ups. Oh, my God. Uh, so we've been asking you if you like this type of reaction, if it shows toughness or if it's a little like, uh, be quiet, calm down, calm down, Joe Judge. Where do you stand, Bart? 
I mean, listen, Brian Billick made us run, right, because we used to get in fights all the time. We smacked the defense around, and we used to take great offense if they ever did had any success. I mean, we remember the hard knocks fight where Joe, Joe McKnight, God rest his soul, got suplexed over, like, the, um, the, the signage billing. I mean, it's a part of Listen, it's hot. You leaning up against dudes. You getting cussed out, like, you know, in film study because this guy might have, you know, beat you on something. you like, man, all right, wait till tomorrow. I got him, right? It's personal vendettas that get tied up into this. Like, at the end of the day, you got 90 people there. You got 53 jobs or 55 jobs, however many it is. And you're saying, you know what? I'm not going home. And if I got to step on your chest not to go home, I'm trying to send a message, right? I can remember, like, yesterday when I got tired of being a backup, I went to everybody in the offense and said, listen, man, Put your, put your chin straps on tight because I'm knocking everybody ass out and I don't care who you are. I just want to, I don't want you to be surprised when I come at you because I'm tired of being a backup. And you got that, right? Because the guys like Evan Ingram and why he takes offense to it is because he's a guy that's got his money. He's a guy that's spot is guaranteed. And then, you know, you got some guy that you think is beneath you, you know what I'm saying, because there's levels to this. So you think he's beneath you. And then if you take offense, if he's playing hard or trying to get his spot and trying to earn his money, and then, then, and then you know what I'm saying, you either can, you know, either take it or you can retaliate. And Evan Ingram just decided to retaliate. And as a defensive player, I take offense when any offensive player thinks that he's tough enough to put his hands on me, and that's where the fight starts. I know there's a lot of optimism surrounding this team, but again, I go back to this fact. I mean, the guys wear red jerseys for a reason. And you may say that he did something wrong to end up on the bottom No, of the not pile. Danny Dimes. I don't know what happened. I haven't seen the fight, haven't been able to break it down, but I'm assuming that the fight was between somebody else and Danny Dimes and a lot of quarterbacks always, I'm the leader. Let me get in and show everybody I'm the leader. Break it up. And I think they got respect for you. But when I'm in the in a fight, you ain't, don't touch me. Don't don't grab me. Don't touch me. Let me handle what I got to handle. We'll be friends afterwards. But, you know, stay out of the business. You got the red jersey on for a reason. Fight break out. You go stand on the sideline yeah. out of harm's way. Back let the grown-ups, let the tough Back people t- handle their up. business. So Daniel Jones weighed in on the fight, and he downplayed it afterwards. Take a listen. We're just, just competing, and uh, everyone's excited. First day of pads. Get out there. We got to do a better job, uh, you know, controlling that and, and making sure we're uh, controlled in our enthusiasm and excitement. Were you, I mean, down the bottom of the pile with 90 grown men around you like that? Were you, I mean, what were you thinking? <laughs> you uh, I was up? fine. Yeah, I was all good. No problem. What was Joe's message? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. There's consequences for that kind of stuff, and that's the way it is in the game. You know, if you if you lose, you're cool. Um, there's consequences. That hurts the team. So that was the message, and I think everyone understands that. So what do you think about this? Is it much ado about nothing? Are you excited? Do you like the the attitude that Joe Judge showed, making the guys run, trying to kind of send a message early on? It is training camp, so I don't want him doing this later in the season. But right now, making sure everybody knows you're the guy in charge, you're not going to tolerate that, even though you want that tenacity, you want that competitiveness, you want these guys who want to go nose-to-nose, toe-to-toe, you can't take guys to the ground. Like, that is always what I remember hearing coaches yell anytime I was at training camp. We don't go to the ground. Don't go to the ground. You know, trying to remind guys that right now we're just kind of figuring out. Un- <laughs> yeah, you got an unless. You always got an unless. <laughs> you got to have, because guys, it's unless. Like, you know, sometimes you got you to scrap it out, right? What you don't want to do and the rules are you don't swing helmets and you don't punch at the helmet because I, all I need is for somebody to break a wrist or break a hand and we're dependent on you. So, you know, but if you got to go choke somebody out, choking is fine. Like punching and gut punches is fine. Smacking open hand to helmets is fine. Little suplex, something like that. Dumps around the neck real quick. That's fine. 
I remember a Martellus Bennett Kyle Fuller brawl Whoa. where there was a helmet being swung yeah, around. See, yeah, you wacky I like, feel like that maybe crosses a little yeah, bit yeah, of a no line. Yeah, no weapons, no weapons. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is brought to you by California Almonds. Country versus country, you versus the home printer. No matter the competition, you need neutral fuel. I'm sorry, natural fuel. Almonds are exactly that fuel for you. Almonds are natural, energy-packed, stay on task, feel-good fuel to power you through. California Almonds own your everyday every day. We will let you weigh in on the brawl at Giants training camp next. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Only one way to end the show, it's Caller Roulette. And it is next on KJZ on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. It's time for Caller Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point and ask the question. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Especially you, Line 5. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Jay Will and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. We got inside jokes, huh? We got inside Line 5 jokes? Mm, we got them. You know You're going to have saying? to tell me about Line 5 inside jokes uh, after Can't get rights. Can't get rights. Always call on Line 5. I just don't know, <laughs> don't know what's wrong with something You know a lot of can't get rights? Oh, I was literally with teams many, that can't get rights. Too many can't get rights. All right, so they told me I just call a line. So I say, let's Spin the wheel. Oh, we spin the wheel. Aha. Now you call the line. What line you want? I want line two. Corey from New York. I'm all for it with the coach sticking, uh, saying the fight is not right. I think it's put up or shut up for these Giants, and I don't think there's any room for uh, any games. No offense to the Eagles, but I think it's a three-team uh, division race, and I think the Giants need to make the playoffs. And if it's not Daniel Jones, if he doesn't, then here comes Aaron Rodgers to the Giants. Ooh, everybody wants to be, want a speed date with Aaron Rodgers, man. I tell you what. No, that's they not don't a bad, want a speed date with him. They want to marry him. Oh, they want to marry him. Okay. Right? 
Yeah, but it's like marrying it's like marrying like somebody that you love and they like seventy five years old. He already on he on he on he on he on line. He on line for the upper room. He's walking the green mile. I blame Tom Brady for this, okay? I don't think players ten years ago were thinking about playing into their forties. I think everybody thought the ceiling was thirty six, maybe thirty seven. Now you're going Brady's forty four. Brady's yeah. forty four. Yeah, but Rogers wants to play into his forties. Well, A A Ryan, remember he didn't play for three years, so he's a lot longer than people, you know, give him credit for a little bit more tread left on the tires. But, you know, I think he likes to eat potatoes, so maybe he won't get as far as Tom Brady because he eats the nightshade. I don't know. He told maybe, us about, about some real years. weird diet, some real weird diet he's done this offseason. He told Kenny Maine that when he chatted with him. I don't know. With his shirt off when he was in Hawaii, it didn't look like it was doing too good. Never mind. I digress. I don't want, I don't want the AA rise coming after me. Uh, good stuff. All right. We continue here on Caller Roulette. Spin the wheel. Let's go out to line three. Line three. This is live radio, man. Hello? Yes. What's up? Hello. What's up? Hey, this is Fred in Utah by way of Fort Greene, Brooklyn. I'm just happy that my Giants and Yankees and Knicks are all going in the right direction. And the people who are leading them are making smart decisions. Like the Knicks not giving up the farm to get Dame. Just doing the right thing, staying on course. And then Joe Judge is going to be the most successful Belichick disciple of all. See, I think that fans like that. I think they like to see the fire from a guy like Joe Judge. Yeah, you know? I mean, I mean, we, I mean we, 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 we tout like all the other fiery guys like John Gruden and back in the day Rex Ryan. We love the enthusiasm of guys like Sal and Vrabel, right? So, like, he's right there. He just don't look the part. All those guys are physically imposing, big, you know, loquacious, um, you know, and, and he's trying to make his way. Like, can he be one of the first or one of the very few of the assistants that come off the Bill Belichick tree that can be successful? All right, let's spin the wheel. Caller Roulette continues here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Let's go out to line five. Line five, you're on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Cross your fingers. fingers. (laughs) You know, I I think Carmelo can take it all the way to the championship. Not by himself, of course, with the Lakers. But LeBrick just has to speak to Russell. Wrong move. Yeah, I mean uh, Carmelo, of course, he's ring chasing, and like he's not even in a, he's not even riding shotgun. He's like sitting in like the third roll of the Tesla or something. You know what I mean? Like they they just want him to come in, provide some veteran leadership, hit some big shots when uh, when open and when presented. If he can be Ray Allen for the Ray Allen to to um, LeBron when he was in Miami, then it'd be oh great, and it'd be like a cherry on top to a Hall of Fame career. That is too many brick nicknames. You already called him Russell Westbrook. And now he said, love Rick. Yeah, love Rick. Well, that's listen, too many. That's how you know I'm from Detroit. Like, I listen, by nature, I just have to hate LeBron for the rest of his life because of the 25 that he put up against my squad in the, in the quarter when he was a young whippersnapper. Look, I said this. The roster is going to have LeBron's fingerprints all over it, but then if things go sideways, you got to be willing to take the finger pointing that comes along with it, right? Because you're orchestrating these things. You're bringing Absolutely. your guys in. You're trying to make it work, trying to get these guys some rings, trying to win another title. I get it. But if it doesn't work. Yeah. Guess who's going to be under the spotlight, under the microscope? LeBron James. All right, let's spin the wheel. Line one. Line one, you're on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Hey, what's up? Hey, this this is Tony Hill from Vegas. Uh, Yeah, I got to – I just want to talk about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. It was 60-40, you know, until Tom Brady won – you know, now it's 50-50 to me, but I believe Bill Belichick would have went to the Bucks. He would have won a bowl, too, with that same roster. What do you guys think? 
Nah, it's kind of hard to say, right? I don't know if, you know, now maybe if he brought Josh McDaniels with him, maybe if he had, I mean, listen, it was no secret that Tampa Bay had a tremendous roster, right? You know, Jameis Winston was able to be successful. And if you had Tom Brady, he just limited the turnovers. You knew that they were going to be right there for it. But it's hard to say that Bill Belichick and the way that he goes about business would have been able to, to motivate this, this group, right? Tom Brady went down there because he wanted to play a certain way with a certain type of freedom. I think we can all agree that we – enjoy the Tampa time a lot better than the New England time because he's a lot more transparent and actually a little bit funny. Yeah, but getting to play a little loose, not really under yeah. the Patriot way, um, you know, clamps, yeah, if you will. Yeah. Um, but this is one of my most frustrating conversations in all of sports, Bart, if I'm being honest. How do you cut the pie? Chicken and go egg. Ahead, go ahead and cut the pie for me because we've been dealing with this in Green Bay for the last, you know, since draft day. How much is Aaron Rodgers responsible for the Packers' success? How much of it is Brian Gutekunst? How much of it is Matt LaFleur's mm-hmm. scheme? You can't cut the pie. Yeah. You can't tell me Aaron Rodgers is 75% responsible for their success because he's playing with guys that Brian Gutekunst put around him and he's playing under Matt LaFleur floor scheme so right there I don't even know how to split the pie between you know the Patriots when you talk about Tom Brady you right. talk about Bill Belichick well, I won't do it well you know how we're going to measure it right we're going to measure it by who continues to win championships if Brady wins another one and, and, and Bill doesn't go back to the Super Bowl then we're going to say hey well I guess it was all about Tom Brady not really over overlooking all the talent that he has on the, on the roster our NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski, just Ooh. tweeting, restricted free agent forward John Collins has agreed to a five-year, $125 million deal to stay with the Atlanta Hawks. Mm. He tells uh, the agents, go ahead and tell them that. I've been noticing that this year. A lot more agent, you know, give them, giving them a little shout out there. Yeah, I mean, a- know the agents, agents do all the work with the contracts and whatnot, but I'm starting to see a lot more of it being posted. Well, agents are trying to put out there because they, they're recruiting. They're trying to say, hey, the guy that's getting all the big contracts, let me tell you who, who did that. Who did that? I did that. And this is the thanks I get. I started this barbecue. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's a great point. Pop's barbecue. I started this barbecue. All right, one more call. We'll get to it very quickly as we play Caller Roulette here on KJZ. Gotta be fast, gotta be fast, gotta be fast. Go to line six, line six, you gotta be quick. Johnny from New Jersey. Uh, does Wessel, uh, Westbrook make the Lakers worse? Never been efficient, never been playing nice with the others. I tell you what, it's going to come down to his ability to be able to, to perform in a clutch. Who knows? Uh, I mean, he, he, he averages a triple-double. He averages a triple-double. Better, I'll say better. Yeah, hope he ain't got to shoot no free throws. See y'all guys next week, tomorrow. We'll be back, me.